Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan, here with Big Cass, currently in the midst of a fantasy draft, but it doesn't matter. Buckeyes are currently 1-0. You know, I guess they didn't cover. I guess, Cass, that's the big big controversy this week, to be honest. Um, Everyone's upset that the Buckeyes only won by 11 against a top, still a top 10 team. And it's it's crazy the slander this team's gotten. I obviously lost my bet. And I think I should be the most disappointed one out of any of us here. And you know what? I'm not because I thought the Buckeyes played pretty well, in my opinion. They showed us that they could win in different ways. The defense showed up. I mean, it, it basically, it just came down to that Notre Dame has a very good defense. Uh, Tyler T- Buckner, you know, actually showed like he could be a decent ball player um, and just a lot of unlucky stuff cast. But I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm coming at this level headed. Uh, I'm very happy, uh, but I do not think we should have dropped in the AP poll, but that's just my, my opinion. Well, it's either he said, she said, when it comes to the AP poll, I really don't care about the AP poll right now. Um, it is enough to sit there and talk about, um, but it was a solid week one for the Buckeyes in my opinion. Um, I'm looking up the box score right now, and, you know, C.J. Stroud, yeah, it looked like he struggled a little bit, but he still completed 70% of his passes. Um, He was 24-34, 223 yards, two touchdowns. People are slandering. uh, I'm going to talk about the offense before we talk defense because the defense is what the highlight of the show was. It is. Let's get the negative out first. People forget C.J. Stroud, we lost Jackson Smith and Jigba. We didn't have Julian Fleming, and we didn't have Cameron Bat. So initially, we were out three of our six rotating wide receivers. We had to throw a fifth-year senior, Xavier Johnson, and Jaden Ballard, a freshman, in with guys that were getting their first, their second career start. So... That being said, Marvin Harrison dropped the back shorter fade that the ball was put there. Beautiful. Beautiful uh, pass. It, it was – I mean, he looked good. It was a good-looking drop, though, because the way he dragged his toe on that, the, the, like the, the turf – like if you didn't see it live on TV cast, but like it was a good drop. No one, no one in the world is probably coming close to making that catch other than Marvin Harrison Jr., so I can live with that because uh, yeah. it looked athletic. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., 11 11- – uh, 10 targets, five catches, 56 yards for 11 and a half yards. A catch as long as 21. Mecca Buka, nine for 90. Uh, he had 11 targets, uh, nine catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Xavier Johnson, 234, 17 was long, and he had a touchdown for 24 yards. Jaden Ballard, two for 14. Cade Stover, three for 14. Uh, Mayan Williams had that unbelievable sideline catch, for two for 12. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba, two for Catches three yards, but you know, and Jigba got hurt. So initially, like I think the timing, I think the reason why CJ Stroud struggled a little bit was the timing was off. You had again three of your top six wide receivers not in a game. Um, so I think that's why. And it made me beg the question: Why didn't we see G. Scott Jr. 
or you know a little bit more than maybe Jaden Ballard. We don't know. We're not a part of the coaching staff. Maybe it was just the way the defense was. Could be the fit. Yeah, the the fit. But I, I you still completed seventy one percent of your passes with three of your best wide receivers and three of your top six wide receivers out. C.J. Stroud made some unbelievable moves. Yeah, he did not run the football a couple of times when we were like, run the ball. Like, you got to run the ball when the defense has got their backs towards you. I don't know if he can't slide or if he's just afraid that he's going to get popped because Notre Dame threw a cheap shot JSN that did not get counted. I don't care what anybody says. But I think C.J. Stroud played pretty well. I really do. Yeah, he struggled a little bit. He he wasn't he wasn't the typical CJ Stroud that we we that um we're typical of seeing. So that on that note, we need he needed a game like this to build that get that confidence back up. In my opinion, I, I agree, Cass. Uh, and honestly, I have a better um I feel actually more confident in this this receiving core because believe it or not, it kind of feels. This early into the season, kind of, kind of low on depth because JSN is going to be out a week or two. Fleming's kind of MIA right now. Uh, obviously, Babs a little dinged up. So his other guys have to step up. Abuka, you know, everything is advertised. I thought Marvin Harrison Jr. had a really good game. Only, you know, only five catches, fifty-four yards, I believe. But he also could have had that touchdown. I mean, if- he, he he looked good. He's a focal yeah. part of the offense. And, and I want to say Xavier Johnson. Xavier Johnson showed a lot to me uh, from from the first play. On the kickoff return, him and Chip trading them, big hit, great on special teams, you know, biggest catch of the season so far with that touchdown to go ahead. And if you watch on the one drive where Maya Williams took over, he was throwing some great blocks, Xavier Johnson. His his blocking ability, I mean, he reminds me of an Evan Spencer-type player. Yeah, uh, he, he, and he, he showed me a lot. That, that guy is a dog. Yeah, uh, my Williams is a dog. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna, yeah. Xavier Johnson's gonna be that Evan, that Evan Spencer this year. I, I 100% agree. Marvin Harrison was also burning people open too. Like, I mean, he was open a lot. It's just you know, just the way the game flows. So, but going by that, let's you know switch gears to the running game. I mean, mm-hmm. Travion Henderson, 15 carries, 91 yards, averaging six yards a carry, 16 yards, and he ran hard. Mayan Williams, 14 carries, 84 yards. 14 angry carries for 84 yards, six. The dude was just bowling people over. I, I mean, he was outstanding. The, the game changed when we realized we can mind a dude and they don't, they didn't have anyone who could stop him from being a battering ram. That's when the game changed. Cause once our offensive line was able to start getting that push going forward too, it opened a lot, a lot of the stuff open in the passing game. And also I'd like to say one more thing. I think, that the offensive line, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but when I just watched watch the film, they they the holes open more for Mayan than they do Travion. It's it, I'm not saying they're blocking harder, but for some reason, I think Mayan gets better running gaps. And that, that was my next point was talk about the offensive line. Um, Paris Johnson, All-American, All-American. Mm-hmm. I mean, he completely took their dude out of the game. He's a monster. Uh, I thought Matthew Jones when they ran to that left side with Matthew Jones and um, and and uh, Paris Johnson. Every I mean, Matthew Jones had to solve the game, but he did. He was not very good in pass pro. A lot of the pressures were up the middle from Matthew Jones uh, on C.J. Stroud. That C, which C.J. Stroud used his legs in the passing game. That's what I love. That he was able to escape escape the pocket. 
Now teams are like, okay, he's not running the ball, but he's able when the pocket collapses, he's able to escape the pocket. That that um, so Matthew Jones got to get better in pass pro. Donovan Jackson, I thought had a solid game. Luke Weipler had a solid game, but on Jones, I feel like he took two scores off the board for us. Two crucial holding penalties and two false starts for Dewan Jones. It was a long night for Dewan Jones, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It, 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 I mean, I was honestly, for the most part, other than those, you know, Dewan Jones, I was pretty happy with the offensive lines. I was too. Play. It, it, it felt like at no point in that game, Notre Dame was overpowering our line. And I also, I, at no point in that game did I ever feel like we were going to lose. It was just, oh, me neither. How, how, like, even when we were down, like, the first play was an absolute Mickey Mouse play, in my opinion. Um, our guys, like, JTT gets the great, great jump off the snap. Um, and then, you know, Buckner drops back, sees obviously Styles. And Burke is kind of close to picking that, I think. He's a step or two away where that might be a pick. Or if that ball is not that well thrown, that's a pick. Um, and then we missed a tackle. And then obviously the 15-yarder. That was just – I mean, that that was just unlucky in my opinion. That's the first play of the season on the defense. And, like, you saw the effort, the pass rush, how fast that line collapsed. Um, it was just unlucky how that happened in my opinion. Uh, uh, Ten points to Notre Dame. My, I mean, I, I set expectation of 17. I they said were, 27. They were well below that. Um, I would have liked to see a turnover forced, but, you know, we're seeing obviously Tom Eichenberg pop off and then Michael that's, Hall Jr. And that's the thing. Notre Dame's not going to turn the ball over. They're very well coached. I mean, you saw it on both sides of the field. You got, I give 100% props to Mar- uh, Marcus Freeman and his staff. He had Notre Dame ready to go. Um I mean, they obviously top five programming. He, he felt like his team was being disrespected. They're a very well coached football team. Obviously, Ohio State had the more depth. It, it was one of those things in those games, like when are we going to take the lead, and when are we going to hold on to this lead? That's yeah. how I felt. I knew we were going to win this game um, by double digits, and we did. Um, but going back to the defense, man, <laughs> if Tommy Eichenberg continues to play at the level that he's playing, get him a tree. He's going to have a tree at Buckeye Grove. Oh, I mean, the whole defense, I thought, as a whole, there wasn't uh, maybe Proctor's missed tackle or two. Uh, Ransom looked fantastic, though. And it's crazy to think he broke his leg, you know, January 1st, and he's out there playing great on Mayer. Um, had that great how, tackle. How about the gojones Jim Knowles had? We love Josh as much as we love Josh Proctor. Josh Proctor misses the tackle on that first play. He plays four snaps the rest of the game. He puts Lathan Ransom in. Lathan Ransom became a dog, dude. It, that that secondary, and I'm going to tell you, everybody, when 26, 5, 14, 15, and 12 are in, in the secondary, there ain't many teams going to pass on us, in my opinion. I mean, you got the two corners on the outside, two elite corners on the outside, Cam Brown and Denzel Burke. And then you have three solid safeties. You have a veteran uh, coach out there, Tanner McAllister, who looked a little lost. But you know what? The dude was coaching out there. Like, you could tell, like, he when I was at the game, and you could tell in pre-snap, because normally the camera is on the quarterback and the offense, Mm -hmm. he was coaching the DBs. Like, you could see what McAllister was doing. Ransom – was outstanding. This defense 
when it has in their back seven, like I said, five, 26 on the outside, 12, 14, and 15. Well, 12, no, 14, 15, and 12 as the deep end safety. And then 35 and 22. Guess how many points were scored on the Buckeyes with that lineup? Zero. Zero. The touchdown was scored. Eichenberg was out there on the field, but Steel Chambers wasn't. Cody Simon was the linebacker. Oh, by the way, that same touchdown, let's go back to the defensive line. That, that drive, 33 and 44 and 51 were on the field on defensive line when they scored touchdown, I believe. That drive. What's, well, what's crazy is, like, I, I was rewatching the first half, and it, <laughs> Our defense is so loaded. Like Zach Harrison, I thought was flashing too. And it, they just really weren't even going to his side because he was just beating his man every time. And it was like our defensive line. It, like Jack, Jack Sawyer, I feel like barely got. He, well, he made some plays and had some great hits, but he didn't play nearly as much as I thought Jack Sawyer would be playing. Uh, and there's so much more like that this defense can do, and they just performed so well in this matchup. What about the batted ball by Jack Sawyer? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm looking at the stats right now in the box score. Zach's, Jack Sawyer recorded zero tackles. But how many times did he force the running back back inside? How many times did he force Buckner back inside on quarterback he runs? Blew up, he blew up one play. Uh, I believe it was their touchdown drive, but, I mean, it wasn't on – it wasn't Sawyer because they scored because he blew up the running and back it, on, on one of the options. And I guarantee you, going back to the first play of the game, I'm going to talk about 44 now, JT2 and Malowal. If Denzel Burke does not bite on that interception, JT2 and Malowal is sacking Buckner on the first play of the game. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, absolutely. I mean, this is a this is one of the best offensive lines in the country that we went up against, and nobody's talking about it. That's what the slander that I'm like head scratching over, because this defense gave up four big plays, and that was majority of their offensive yardage. You take away the fifty four yarder at the beginning of the game, that player alone was twenty two percent of their offense. That, this football, this defense is going to, and then think about it. It was just their basic defense, as as Jim Knowles said. I mean, just seeing how the defense operates to in person, it looks really good. It's guys are flying to the ball. The one thing I, I will say, we are. It's not that we're over over pursuing, but we are running to the ball extremely hard, and that's great. Everyone's running to it. They just need to clean up the late hits because there was a lot of late hit penalties. Uh, I want to say at least four to five, and that's going to come. But two of, two of them are stupid. I, I agree, and I think that's just kind of first game nerves. And, and let me tell you, I was at the game, and when Marcus Freeman called timeout to try to get them to challenge Mark, Michael Hall's yeah. marketing, the stadium erupted. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, come on now. And then Lathan Ransom. What is Lathan Ransom supposed to do? It was it, – Garrett Buckner was trying to go for the fake slide and decided he's going to slide anyways because he drew that penalty. What was Ransom supposed to do? Yeah, it's it, it just – it just it clearly wasn't targeting, but it was kind of – it was to the head technically, so that's why it got called. It's 
I mean, it, it, it's a typical Mickey Mouse penalties that kept these drives alive. If if Notre Dame doesn't get a couple, if we don't get a couple of those calls against against us, I think we could have honestly give, get left a, like they, Notre Dame might have had a goose egg. We might have had a shut that shut out. Yeah, I, I think so too. We and, give them a lot of yards, and, and that's what I mean. That's what uh, you know. We would you know we're sitting here thinking if we would have if it was twenty one nothing. We covered the spread. What more do you want us to do? Like, that's what I look at it. Um, but we didn't. 21-10. Notre Dame's a well-coached football team. They, they came ready to play. Marcus Freeman is unbelievable. Um, I, on my two-minute warning, I gave out some Buckeye Leafs. Uh, I'm going to give them out again. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I decided to add one. Um, my Buckeye Leafs with Tommy Eichenberg, Michael Hall Jr., and uh, Mayan Williams. But I added Lathan Ransom as well. Uh, into that, and I added Paris Johnson Jr. Those were my Buckeye Leafs uh, and Ameko Buka uh, were my are my Buckeye. No Leafs. Xavier Johnson. Maybe Xavier Johnson. He, I, think was, I, feel like I think it was Xavier Johnson over Ameko Buka. It was. It was because you gotta have Xavier Abuka, on Abuka. That was expected for Abuka. Yeah, it was. I, I, I correct. I'm looking at my script right now. Yeah, it was Xavier Johnson, uh, Mayan Williams on offense. And then Eichenberg and Michael Hall Jr. on defense, but I added two more: Lathan Ransom and Paris Johnson Jr. I love that. That's that's a good list right there. I, I don't do Buckeye leaves. That's all cast, but I, I agree with all of them. It's by the way, the catch the catch that Mike Williams had that was insane. I I didn't know he had that ability because he's a big like power back. Him showing the grace and the finesse to you know make a diving catch on our third down where we need that we need that conversion in the fourth quarter to keep that drive going. Um, to watch that that catch uh, get his both feet in right in the bread basket while sliding was an unreal catch and honestly one of the probably the biggest plays of the game uh, other than the Xavier Johnson catch I would say that was probably one of the most pivotal plays. Also, I will say, Cade Stover. Really impressed me. Um, he they were actually using him too to set a lot of like picks in yeah. the passing game. You notice, which is a great use for that. I think that's so, that's something that's going to come. And I did notice that Ryan Day was going with a lot of well, Stroud was throwing a lot of short passes, and it was kind of annoying me because I kept saying, "Why are we throwing like two yard outs when we just run it with four or five yards for mine every time?" Because it's like if we drop that two yard out or whatever, it, it sets us back. I think that's where okay, we were had already that we were establishing the run game, but I think mm-hmm. I think Ryan Day was trying to establish more of the passing, okay. And then they finally said after the first two drives in the second half when we went three and out, I think they finally said, "Look, let's go with what's working. We're going to switch things up, and we're going to go with the running game." And got, and that's what set up the Xavier Johnson twenty four yard touchdown, and then that's what you know got the 97 yard touchdown drive which was funny because Travion got us to the 50 Mayan took us home that's what I loved about that drive um and that was the put away drive um so what's your grades I'm gonna I'm gonna do this Dan I'll do the Buckeye Leafs Dan is gonna give out the grades we're gonna start something new this year okay so give us offense special teams defensive grades uh for week one, just as a unit, not individual players. I mean, special teams, I would give an A minus other, other than Ruggles because 
The kickoff coverage was pretty good. Micro had a game. I mean, he was having some great punts. Um, punt returning was eh. Uh, it could be in A minus. A minus. And say. who's your special teams MVP? Chip. Ah. Uh, Micro, Micro, but my like obviously Micro because he had those great punts. But my heart says Chip because he set the tone on that first kick. Yeah, I think Chip because him and Xavier Johnson set the tone on kickoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I truly think if if you know if that if if they get a good return out of that, that game might be a little different. Setting the tone and pinning them back, I think definitely helped. All right, what's your grade for the overall offense and your MVP? Off into the MVP. C-plus offense, I would say. Um, just, I mean, no turnovers, but it wasn't good, in my opinion. I, I thought, you know, we left a lot lot on the table there. MVP has to be Mayan. Uh, Mayan Williams, for sure. Uh, receiving short yard situations, touchdowns, he, he balled. He, um, he, he's the MVP for sure. Um, but, yeah, I would say Mayan. All right, defensively and your MVP. This might be tough for who your MVP is. Hmm. This is uh, defensively, I would say Michael Hall. Michael Hall has to be my MVP. He was a dog. And I'm assuming it's an A. Yeah, I would say A. A, a plus would have been if we had a turnover, a couple more turnovers. Like a defensive touchdown, or if we um, if we held him to zero, I would say that would have been an A plus. But I'll give him an A. Michael Hall Jr. Though, I mean, he was a menace all night. That guy, right? Uh, sack. And it's crazy because you know we we kind of talked about him a little bit. That he's a workout freak on this show. Could be in the mix to be in that that note that you know defensive tackle spot. And you would think like, oh, Tyleek Williams would be the guy, but no, it was it was Michael Hall who really came in and just blew everything yep. up. And and I think their three D line, the three defensive tackle rotation: Ty, Deron Vincent, Ty Leak Williams, and um, Michael Hall. Um, so, all right, Dan. Week one reactions. We're not going to go too in depth every week, just on other teams. But I'm. I'll give you my two my two reactions uh, uh, that I I enjoyed. I enjoyed the North Carolina Appalachian State game. Right before I went and did uh, the meet the team, like to walk the, watch the team, I got to watch that game on a 65-inch TV because these Buckeye fans knew how to tailgate. And I was just sitting on a stump, you know, in front and under a tree to stay dry and watching the Appalachian State, uh, 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 North Carolina. That, that game was crack. <laughs> that game is what I enjoyed. Um the game that I laughed the most about was, and I'm sure Dan will think the same thing, was the Iowa-South Dakota game. I mean, whenever you can uh, have a net punt of 25 yards and um, get the ball on the 25-yard line and only kick a field goal out of it, your offense is elite there, Iowa. No touchdowns, two safeties, and a field goal. Congratulations, Iowa. You're the 133rd best team in the country. Yeah, I, I mean they were. <laughs> it, it was that was a rough one for sure. I'm trying to think. There were so many good games cast. There was, there was. It's tough. Um, the crazy ending, Florida State LSU, and now there's some that. Drop. 
That was the best game. That was my, yeah, that right there. <laughs> Some drama going on with the LSU. Uh, Florida beating Utah was a good game. Um, a lot of good games this weekend. Georgia. West some- Virginia Pitt was a really good game. We forgot about that because that was on Thursday. Yeah. I'm just like refreshing my memory here. That game was awesome. Penn State. Purdue was a good game too, bro. I mean, but, I mean it was bad football the, in my the opinion. Thurs, the two Thursday games were unreal. Yeah. This uh, all, I mean, I think all weekend was had some great get games. East Carolina fought hard. They missed the field goal. I thought was my upset pick. I'm just scrolling down. By the way, my upset pick was Appalachian State over UConn. So I mean, I mean uh, North North Carolina. So yeah. Anyways, I mean in Clemson. I'm going to repeat Zach Smith. I was listening to his podcast on the way home. He said he said that Dabo Sweeney's coaching staff is like the is like an episode of Stranger Things. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. The AP pool coaches poll came out. The Buckeyes dropped the three. We could go on and on and on and on about how blah 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 blah. But all that matters is where we're at, at the end of the year. It's all going to work out itself. But Mr. Ohio tweeted out, and I didn't think about it till just now, Dan. Florida beats a top 10 team, and they go from unranked to number 12. Ohio State was the only team in the nation to beat a top five team in week one, and they dropped in the rankings. It's, it's insane because it, 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 what's crazy, too, is Ohio State – the only other team you can make the argument for having a better win is Georgia because it's obviously they, they dismantled Oregon. And Georgia is a defending champ. Right, champ. So, right, like, right. logic would say, you know, maybe they have a claim to one because obviously they do. They're defending champs. They just had a great win. It's a top 11 team, dismantled them. But, you know, Ohio State's the only other team that's actually done something big, a big win because Notre Dame stole eight. We drop a spot. Bama, you know, they played well against Utah State, but it's Utah State. They struggled against UConn. So what does that really tell you? But we're rewarding Bama just off the pedigree. We're digging Ohio State, um, and Georgia's not even number one. It doesn't make sense to me. I would have Georgia one, Ohio State two, Bama three, and I believe I said Michigan four today. I have have Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. I'm just – the two teams were in a national championship last year. I mean, and then I would I would completely knock Clemson out of the top ten after that. I have them Georgia still 10. in the top ten. They are not a top ten team. I, I'm sorry. I mean, right it, now they are. It, they're not. They're, they're, they're that's a that's that's they're not going to end a top ten team. I I've I didn't say it. they're going to end a top ten. Uh, yeah. I mean my my final four is already obliterated because of Florida. Thank you, Florida. I got USC at five. Oklahoma 6, Baylor 7, A&M 8, Pitt 9, Miami 10. Based on what I watched this week, um, I thought – by the way, A&M is not that good either. I, I don't think – they did not impress me. Only 31 nothing at Sam Houston. Um, I Oklahoma have, did, did well, I thought. I have Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas A&M, Clemson, USC, Miami. And Miami Iowa. impressed because they put up 70. I know it's Bethune-Cookman, but when a team puts up 70 points, that says a lot about their culture and their pride, I, I think. And I think Mario Cristobal has kind of found something there. Keep an eye on Miami for sure. I know a lot of people always pick Miami. I know I, I hype Miami up, but I think something might be brewing in South Beach, and it's not a hurricane. It's Well, it's the hurricanes. I, Iowa, 
Iowa is the 133rd ranked team in the country. I'm going by that. <laughs> All right. Arkansas State, baby. I didn't know that Butch Jones was the head coach. I really didn't. I did not. But the Red Wolves come into town. Here's the funny thing. Some people on Twitter think we're playing Arkansas. Yeah, it's Arkansas State. By the way, they have won the Sun Belt the most of any team. They are a six-time champion of the Sun Belt Conference. Same conference of Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina, Troy, uh, you know, Old Dominion, you know, a team that just beat Virginia Tech this weekend, Appalachian State almost beat North Carolina. Well, Arkansas State has won that the most times. So they're actually kind of a – I'm not going to say a, uh, a great program, but they have some – history some pedigree that's a yeah. tough conference um they're not they're not they're much better than what i was expecting Cass, because they obviously have butch jones they have ohio state's former starting running back brian sneed oh not he not starting started. not starting am i hot dude is this a guy day. a six it's been year, a long day is this guy a six or seventh year senior yeah he's 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 been there same uh, for justin blackman the quarterback blackman from florida state yeah um I'm all flustered, but yeah, he was not a starter. He was just highly recruited. He scored – I think he scored a couple of touchdowns for us, though. He's a good player, though. Um, and then they have Champ Fleming's a 5'5 receiver, who is like their number one receiver, seven catches, 122 yards um, in their win last week. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I think I think they could be a little frisky for the first drive or two, but we should easily you know, win by 50. The line is 44. Um, I made some predictions today um, that I'll talk about. But Arkansas State, just to let you know, Buckeye fans, this is not the Arkansas Razorbacks. They play South Carolina. Like, I get it through your head. Like, I don't understand. Like, some of these people are saying, we play Arkansas? No, we play Arkansas State. The Red Wolves. Like, outside of the last two years, Arkansas State was a better program in the last – Five six years, yeah, like, probably you can make that argument. But anyways, Arkansas State. I'm going to take my nephew to the game. B- BTN noon kickoff should be a good should be a nice day to go to the shoe. Enjoy tickets the, are cheap. <laughs> tickets are dirt cheap. Fifteen dollars. I've seen them as low as. Uh, They'll probably go lower too. Go to the shoe. I know we're not going to get one hundred six thousand, but please get over a hundred thousand. Oh, we should easily get over a hundred thousand. It's going to be. I mean, I, I, Saturday will be a nice, nice change of pace. No, because the Notre Dame game that was the stars all, were all out. Stars were all out, all day affair. I was exhausted by the time. I mean, I was only at game day till like you were exhausted. Yeah, and then you you were there the entire time. So, uh, but this is going to be you know noon kick. So get up early. You'll you'll be back for all the later games. Why not go to the shoe? Yeah, I just – I can't – my nephew's going to have a great time. You know, it's going to be a great time. I mean, we can't really preview this game. It, it, it's all hard to preview this game uh, because they don't have much. I mean, Ohio State should obliterate them. All I want is us to stay healthy. No Jackson Smith and Jigwood for the next two weeks. I like – hopefully we see Cameron Babb and Julian Fleming get a little timing. But this gives us – with. Jackson Smith and Jigba out. This helps with the timing with the younger receivers. It's going to help. Um, 
I expect a big game. I also expect Kyle McCord to throw a couple touchdown passes. I'm going I'm going to go give you my score prediction already. I'm going 63 nothing Buckeyes. Do we see Devin Brown? Is the question. No. 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 Will no. we see Devin Brown this season? Mm, well, if we do, it'll be this week or next. Hmm. But first, he hasn't lost his black stripe yet. That's what's concerning. Yeah, you, you, you are right. It's. I mean, we're gonna what Arkansas State brings. It's gonna be probably nothing crazy. Um, it, it's it's Arkansas State. It's. I'm not concerned. It's just about get kind of getting through this game. Getting getting a lot of things right, in my opinion. I want I want Stroud to obviously I want Stroud to throw like four or five touchdown passes in the first half. I want him to just kind of get right and get into a rhythm. I would really like to see that. That's the biggest thing. Oh, I, my biggest thing is stay healthy and don't don't let them score. Don't let them score. Force a turnover. I want to see some turnovers because uh, we haven't gotten a turnover yet, and it's we're on our second game. And I thought Buckner was due for a bad pass. Uh, I think James Blackman will definitely be bad, due for a bad pass if we get some pressure on him. I think you know, just if we rush him, he's going to lob one right up there. Yeah, I think they'll turn the ball over. They're, I don't know. They're not really fundamentally sound. They're not going. They'll turn the ball over. I have sixty-three nothing, and my keys of the game: stay healthy. Just stay I'm gonna healthy. Go, I'm gonna go with fifty. Fifty. Five, seven, <laughs> 55 to seven. <laughs> it covers spread. It's 44. And, wait. Yes. 44 is the spread. Yeah. 55, seven. That'd be a fifth. That'd be a 48 point win. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have 63. Nothing. I don't let them score. Don't let them score. <laughs> They'll either score the way these games work. They either score like right on the first drive and we all go ballistic on the internet or they'll get a garbage time one against our second unit. Yeah. All right, Dan, I mean, these, some of these, some of these episodes, folks, when we play these lower tier teams short, I mean, we'll get more into that. We're going to go ahead and start our pickums. You want to write the, I'm going to text them as you go too. Yeah, I'll make the graphic and post it to Twitter. Uh, week two. Hold uh, on. Oh wait, yeah, you doing the games? Uh, if you want to, if you want to start, you can do. You, you can start. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal your thunder. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I gotta find a pen because I'm gonna write these down before I text them to you, so I'll, I won't forget. Do you? You'll know yours, right? Or do I have to write yours? Uh I mean, I'll, I'll know mine. I'll, I'll, right, I'll write both. I'll write both. Just write both, I guess. But I, and I'll just take me, a picture of it. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. We're gonna jump around. Three uh, thirty. This is an interesting one. Um, number six Texas A and M versus Appalachian State at Texas A and M. Three thirty on ESPN two. I believe it's an eighteen and a half point spread for Appalachian State. Um, yes, uh, it's eighteen and a half. 18 and a half. Give me, give me the Appalachian State with the money. Give me, give me, give me them plus 18 and a half. I've All seen, right. I've seen what I need to see from them. They're, they got, they got I, fighting. I, I'm right there with you. I don't think they'll win the game. They'll cover. 
but they'll cover. Um, All right, my turn. Let's see it. Just because of the spread, and I know the type of the offense they run. Number 19, Wisconsin hosts in Washington State. Wisconsin's 17-point favorite. Uh, yeah, give me Wisconsin plus 17 and a half there. I don't know why. Well, yeah, me too. I forgot Braylon Allen. I'm right there with you. Good Lord. I, I, it's, I think Washington State will turn it over, and Wisconsin will take advantage of that. By the way, did you see Tim Brando? Oh, it was, it was kind of creepy. I'm sorry. Tam Brando bumping and grinding with I don't even know who's caller analyst is. Uh, Spencer Tillman. It was kind of suspect. <laughs> yeah, it, just guys being dudes. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, Dan? We're going to do every other. Um, jumping back because I I started kind of late noon. This will be a fun one. Uh, South Carolina. The Cox, the Gamecocks, at not Arkansas State. <laughs> They're at Arkansas, number 19 team in the country. It's only an eight-and-a-half-point spread for Arkansas. Um, I am going to take that. I'm going to take Arkansas minus eight-and-a-half there. I think they're much better than that. Uh, and I like South Carolina, but I think Arkansas uh, showed me a lot against um, Cincinnati. I think the Razorbacks could be on for a, a good season here. I'm with you right there also. I like South Carolina as well, but, yeah. All right, we got to pick one against, you know, we got to pick one that's different. And Houston, <laughs> Texas Tech is a three-point favorite. I like Houston. I, yeah. Uh, I like Houston outright. They're an underdog? Three-point underdog. Yeah, I like, yeah, Houston, absolutely Houston money line there. Dang it, I thought we were going to be. We have picked everything together, Dan. <sighs> this what week's a, so hard. What about, all right, what about this one? Seven o'clock that night, Kentucky versus Florida. Uh, that's a big one. Florida. Gosh. Florida. Have, it's it's a pick'em. It's I a pick'em. I have Florida. You have Florida. I'm taking Kentucky on this one. I'll take Kentucky. That's where we're gonna split. Okay. So far, we've split. All right. Tennessee at. Pitt, Tennessee's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. 24 volunteers, the 17 Pitt. I like Tennessee. I, no, I'm, give me Pitt. I'm going to take Pitt on this one. Not, I mean, I'm not, not to be with Desmond Howard. I just, I've always been high on Pitt. I was texting you during the Pitt game. Uh, you said, you know, JT Daniels was the better quarterback. I was like, no, no, no. I, I got keyed on. And – uh, I, I think I think my Keaton Slovis pick proved to be the right one there. So I'm riding Keaton. Uh, he's a good good player. He, he really can sling it. Uh, I obviously 
I will on the caveat of this though, Cass, if Joe Milton, you know, takes over a half at quarterback, then my Tennessee will be my pick will be Tennessee. All right. Since I only have room for one more, the big one. Big noon kickoff, Alabama at Texas. The spread is Alabama 20 points. Texas covers. Let's do it. Um, Texas covers um, enough to where they, Texas plays good enough to where, you know, Texas fans will talk. Um, and it, it, it's going to be the worst situation because Texas fans are going to talk that they covered and act like all big and bold, thinking that their program's on the up. Alabama is going to stay at one, but not impress us. Um, and that's kind of the cycle of these things. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Texas covers. So give me Texas plus 20 and a half or whatever it is. I have Texas plus 20 as well. Oh my goodness. But we do have two, two that are not right. Week two is always shitty and I'm sorry. We're forgetting. All right. We're forgetting this one. How can we forget this one? The night, the night, this is probably the best game of the week. 10, 15 p.m. Number nine, Baylor at number 21, BYU. That's a good one. BYU is a three and a half point favorite. I like Baylor. <laughs> Money line. I like Baylor as well. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know. This is, this is a problem. We have two. But it's week two. Once, I, the, once the season goes, though, we'll have more. I feel like all the picks that we're agreeing on are pretty unanimous, though. I feel like these are these are locks almost. Yeah. Like, Except for we, I have Florida winning outright. You have Kentucky. You have Pitt. I have Tennessee. I have Tennessee winning. Uh, you have Pitt winning. Mm-hmm. We both had Texas covering. So yeah. And for right. and for shits and giggles, my pick. Because we're doing it extra. This is the tiebreaker for us. Think about it. Think about All right. it. All right. My pick is USC Stanford, USC plus nine, uh, minus nine. I'm going USC all the way. But the, you got to pick a different game. You have to pick a different game. Oh, okay. Uh, let's take a look here. Because oh. hmm. these th- – we'll start doing this. Every week we'll have oh, one where it's the tiebreaker. I got it. I got a bold one, Cass. Um, Please tell me you're going to pick Hawaii and Michigan. Michigan, a 51-point favorite. I'm going to go with <laughs> – I'm going to go with uh, – this is actually a crazy one, I think. Um, UConn, money line versus Syracuse. Is this basketball? This is football, but it feels like basketball. I think UConn pulls off the upset. I have to look for this. It's Syracuse is a 23-and-a-half point favorite. 22-and-a-half. This, this game is at UConn. Uh, UConn is 1-and-1. One one. They're just coming off. They did not look that bad against Utah State, but they are coming off a win. They are playing Syracuse. Syracuse did not look good. Against Louisville, they got absolutely. UConn plays Michigan next week too. Oh wait, did Syracuse beat Louisville? Yes. That's news to me. I'm still going with I'm still going with UConn here, but I thought, huh? I thought it was I thought it was I thought Louisville smacked. I thought Syracuse was zero one, but.
but I'm still going with UConn. Utah, UConn's winning that. I'm sending these over to you, Dan, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, not a very good week. NFL starts this week. NFL starts with the, this week. Uh, did your fiance end up taking every player Buckeyes? Um, so her strategy with that was basically take um, as many Buckeyes as she could, given like the circumstances. Um, I'm gonna pull up her, her. It was Buckeyes and Jets. So she can field a starting roster of Buckeyes, but she need like an extra tight end. Um, so she had to go with some Jets. But I'm gonna I'll show you the team. Um, this is actually kind of exciting uh, when I pull up her team. Let me pull up right now. Her starting quarterback is Joe Burrow, but she also has Justin Fields. She has Ezekiel Elliott, um, J.K. Dobbins, Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas, Garrett Wilson, uh, Jeremy Rucker, Chris Olave, uh, Bengals defense, and then she went with like all Jets. Like she got C.J. Uzama, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, Michael Carter. Um, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, Greg Zulerine. Um It's 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 a it, it, it's they could do stuff. I think. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's a work in progress. I would say <laughs> it's a good four win team. It's yeah. I mean, actually, more than that, if you have Joe Burrow. I mean, she's projected to get point six from Rucker if she swaps in Uzama. I would say uh, might get a little more. Um, <laughs> it, it's not that bad. It, it sh- uh, Michael, well, also she probably needs to change Garrett Wilson with Michael Thomas, uh, probably throwing Dobbins instead of Olave. There's a lot of points that she can find. Um, she'll, she could easily break 100, so she, she'll be fine. I got Jonathan Taylor fourth overall, by the way, in that draft, so – <laughs> I think I'm a shoe in the wind. So, <laughs> but I like this experiment that we're doing. We will actually get to see how an Ohio State team will do um, in fantasy. She um, did it. She did it for the podcast. You know that she, she did. Yeah, I mean, we're this. That, that's the official team of Bunch of Notes podcast. It's it's Bree's fantasy team. We're just going to cheer for her every Sunday, and we're going to see how she does, and we're going to report back. Uh, with her standing. She's not even going to know we're doing this. Uh, I just want to see how, how an all-Buckeye fantasy team does. So this experiment's going on right in front of her eyes. <sighs> all right, Dan, I just sent over our picks. Keep in mind our tiebreakers. You have UConn. And <laughs> I have U- you have the UConn game, and I have the U.S. <laughs> um, but I just sent those over. Yeah. That's enjoy I NFL. I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be all weekend of football as always. Uh, not doing anything crazy. Going Thursday, to game Saturday. Thursday night football. You got you got Bills or Rams. I'll go with the Rams. Always go with the oh, defending wait. champ. Oh. People will be listening to this on Friday. Oh wait, on Friday. Actually, no. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this up on Thursday. For the record, it's Tuesday. So whatever happens between now and when we upload, we are not reliable for. This is my. I'm always throwing that little caveat in. Well, you know, if something happens and we missed it, not our fault. We're, we, we're human. Uh, but that's all I got, Cass. That's all uh, I got, man. As always, 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bunch of Notes podcast. Go buy a ticket to the game. It's like 15 bucks. Come out. I'll be at the shoe. Cass will be at the shoe. Uh, wear, wear a jersey. Uh, but as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.